This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, if you tuned in last week, you uh, heard part one of an interview with two of our global board members, Danny Fields and Greg Hewitt. And uh, we're going to pick back up on that uh, this week. So uh, listen and enjoy part two of the interview with Danny Fields and Greg Hewitt. Well, guys, um, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, what we do believe as a ministry and, and kind of why this ministry exists. And, and, and some of the challenges we've had recently has been an opportunity for us to clarify that uh, because uh, and really we, we really are. Well, we're speaking to you, our influencers. We're speaking to you people who are part of this ministry or are you people who are interested in being part of this ministry? Just so you know what we believe, what you're getting into, what this is all about. We have we have nothing to hide about who we are. Um, there's a lot of good info on our website, but uh, we, we use these podcasts as, a, as an opportunity to clarify as well. So so, guys, um, one thing that's interesting to me, I think, is um, there's been uh a question or a criticism about anybody who would say they heard from God. And we may have last week even said something about uh, hearing from God in, in a certain way. And Rocky has said he, he feels like he, you know, God downloaded uh, the process, if you will, or, or kind of or helped him figure it out in the first journey group. He, he met with these guys every two weeks. And then in the two weeks between he would wrestle with God through God's word on what needed to be the next step in the process. And, and out of that, uh, believe that God helped him sort through figuring out what this journey needed to look like, and uh, and it was kind of a test. And then it and then it's been tested multiple times over with different people going through it. So, so um, the whole idea of hearing from God and and as you encounter Him, even in His Word, has been called into question a little bit. And I, I guess I'm I'm puzzled by that a little bit, but uh, just from my own personal experience. But Greg, what do you, how does that strike you? Do you understand where, where the conflict is? You know, I, I see the conflict. It seems that that seems to be the issue. Sometimes there's this doubt that God speaks to us and some, it, it's in varying degrees. I think some people say, we well, he speaks to us only through his word. And then, and then some people believe he speaks to our spirit. And, uh, and then there's this issue, I guess, of speaking audibly. So you know, people can hear it. And of course, we as a ministry, as ministries focus on the intimacy and intimate abiding relationship. You know, we we believe that you know, in having that intimate relationship, it's you know, it requires communication two way. We believe God's we, we we pray and we speak to God and we believe God speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, I just I know in my own, I, I believe you know when you look at things like that, it's controversial. And I always you know I think we try to approach it like. First and primarily, what's God's word have to say about it? Right. Which is the first and best and maybe final place to go. Where does God's word say about it? And, you know, I find lots of places in the Bible where God speaks to his people. And, you know, most recently I was looking at, you know, the verse that said, you know, my sheep, Jesus talking to himself as the shepherd, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. And so to me, that insinuates that he speaks to us. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd be having a conversation about your. Sheep knowing your voice. I mean, we are the sheep of this pasture, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I think biblically, in my mind, it always makes sense. And then I look at my own ex- personal experience. And there have been times I've felt the Holy Spirit speak to me, speak to me. And in my spirit that maybe not the other people can hear, but I hear clearly. clearly. And so from, even in my own experience, I feel like that's true. And as a ministry, you know, it we believe that creates intimacy, that uh, an intimate relationship is, like I said, it's a two-way conversation. So for us, it's kind of hard to understand that someone would think that God doesn't speak to us. Now, I will tell you that, you know, of, of the times God's spoken to me, it's true. The majority of them have been through His Word. Right. Right. And if He's if he spoken to me ten times, maybe nine of them have been through His Word, but I have had times where I felt God, the Holy Spirit, speak to me. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I think that's part of, of some of maybe the, the issue, but I think we believe that God loves us and He wants an intimate relationship and He's more than willing to to speak to us. I think the challenge sometimes is people think that that means he's adding to or taking away from the word. And we don't believe that. We believe the word is final. But I think sometimes we as children who uh, don't understand, and I think sometimes he clarifies things for us or maybe takes circumstances in our life and reminds us that these are things he's using to teach us and coincide with his word. So when we read his word and we're going through that circumstance, it resonates with us. But in a way, I think that's God speaking to me is sharing those things and Helping me understand. So really, we we never think we're adding to or taking away from the Word. The other thing I point out is that I've never had God speak to me something contrary to what His Word says. Right. It's always right. consistent. With the word. Uh, and and so you know that that's how I think you know uh, I think He does speak to us, uh, and it's all part of that trying to teach us and help us understand His Word. Um, but it's not adding. Well, and, and Jesus said, he told his early disciples, I'm going away, but it's good that I go away so I can send you the Spirit, the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit, yeah. who, will, who will teach you all things. And he'll speak to you from what I, God is speaking to me, and then I'm speaking to him, and the Holy Spirit yeah. will speak to you. You know, so I think that's that's a big part of it is the Holy Spirit. And uh, and I guess the Holy Spirit can be controversial, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. as far as denominational beliefs yeah. on on the Holy Spirit, and that's probably where some of the rub is. Maybe. Sometimes mysterious. We don't know everything that there yeah. is to, to know about. Yeah. We're supposed to embrace some of that. Yeah, yeah. Danny, what do you think as far as hearing from the Lord? Well, no, I think you're spot on. And, and uh, you know, the you mentioned the Holy Spirit, and, and He's our counselor. Well, how can you be counseled with someone that you don't hear from? Right. And, uh, um, you know, as I as I try to process all this, and I think through my own personal journey, is personally, I told you I was uh, saved at, a, at an early age, and I've been in church all my life. The denomination that I'm in is, I don't feel like we've done as good a job as we could have of talking about the Holy Spirit. And sometimes there's mysterious there, or sometimes there's the unknown. Maybe some people get nervous about it, whatever. And and I think part of that simply has been um, until we get in God's word consistently. Let me, let me change this. Until I personally got in God's word consistently and and regularly, and I really read it and studied it for myself to try to see what it was saying to me, I may have just breezed over the top of that. I, I can't say for myself as I just sat under the teaching of the pastor or even in small groups or even as a kid in, in, in church. All that's very good stuff. And it's very, it had a lot to do with bringing me up and teaching me and helping me learn about God. But it wasn't until I started really having an intimate time with him that I really, at that point for me, started understanding that he's talking to me. 
when I'm reading these scriptures, I mean, God tells us the scripture is alive. And, and when, as I read the scriptures now, it's like, wait a minute, that's not speaking to somebody back many years ago. And it's not just speaking to some pastor who's got it all together. He, he's inviting me to, the, to, to this relationship. And so what I've experienced through that and how I've heard God is when I read his word and I spend time with other godly people, it's amazing what he shared with me or what he reveals to me. And I think there's another element of that. Um, you know, part of our journey process is, is to encourage people to get alone with God. You know, literally put everything else off of your calendar. You know, just like we in the business world schedule everything else we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. You schedule all kinds of stuff. What we have seen that, that is incredible is when we literally, as men and women, we block out a scheduled amount of time and say, I'm going to go just sit for this specific time and I'm going to get in God's Word, I'm going to read God's Word, and I'm going to listen. And for those of people that's gone through the journey, I think you can share the same testimonies. I hadn't done stuff like that before I went through a journey process like this. And I think a lot of our people sitting in churches today haven't chosen to go there. And so I may be rambling here a little bit, but I feel like that when we do that, and we start hearing God speaking to us, you answer that question, yeah, God speaks to me. It's because I'm listening and it's because I'm positioning myself in a place where I'm, I've gotten all the noise out of my out of the way and I stop and it's like, he says, okay, now that you've decided to listen, yeah, let's, let's go through this word a little bit more. Read that again and all of a sudden I get a different meaning. And so it, it can be just through his word sometimes. Uh, but when we position ourselves there, God says, oh, I've got, got so much more. Well, I think, I think it's because he has things for us to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're to be doers of the word. Um, you know, faith without works is dead. And I think he's got, you know, when I first started getting into reading God's word and, and no one taught me how to do it, I was just, just stumbling right. through it. Right. But it had so much power, even in that, even in just reading it for myself and trying to, the Holy Spirit, I believe, was teaching me yes. things from His Word. And then I would pray, and God would, ideas would pop in my head based on what I just read in the Word and all that. And, and I started going, is this me or is this God speaking to me? And I wasn't sure. And I didn't have anybody in my life mentoring me at the time. So I started deciding I would test it, you know, and just see. Most, almost every time it was something to do a good deed for somebody, maybe to reach out to somebody, to extend forgiveness to somebody, to to send somebody some money to help them out or whatever it was. And, and, and I started finding that I, I felt like I was hitting home runs because people would go, how did you know I needed this? Or how did you, you know, you have no idea how much your words meant to me that day or whatever. And I started going, I think this was God. Yeah. You know, so, so I think that you can test the spirits to see if they're from God, you know, to see if, if, if what you, you know, but you all, we also have each other. This is why we need the local church. This is why yeah. we need community is to have other believers who have the same Holy spirit that we can bounce stuff off of. You know, if you're not sure, go ask another believer and they have the same Holy Spirit. So it should resonate with their spirit, you know? Um, so that's part of it too. But, but it is God's word. It's God's word inspiring us to go do things, you know, I think to help, help advance the kingdom. Greg, you would say something? No, I just, you know, we talked about Jesus saying, my sheep know my voice. You know, part of the way we know a voice and it's a critical part of the journey is the self-feeding of it. Mm-hmm. That we not only sit under other teachers and pastors, but also God wants us to be self-feeders, to know the word for ourselves. 
to know it. Is that dangerous? Uh, I think it's it's what allows you to know his voice. It's yeah. because you've read it and you know him to do that. But yet, there's a form of that, like if that in the in the journey to the inner chamber, that first part is an allegory. And if you think about it, you know that self feeding is a banquet table, right? And 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 a new believer's on one end, and they're a new believer, and they really don't even know how to feed on God's word. And usually, they they have to be taught how to feed. And, and somebody could say, "Well, that's not in the Bible. There's no banquet table in the Bible." But you know, the Bible talks about how we sometimes we're like infants that need spiritual milk, right? Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a good example. Is it in God's word? Well, not specifically. It's a banquet table. But it is a concept in God's word, and we're just trying that allegory is a way God can just give you a picture that helps you understand better. It's not telling you something different in God's word. It's just the way Jesus taught, right, in parables. It's just saying, hey, let me help you understand this. You know, you may be a new believer and you see concepts that you don't understand. Those allegories and parables are a way for Jesus taught and people can still teach. And and just it's just helping people understand God's word, not change it or add to it. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, the, Rocky's a storyteller, yeah. and and he has a gift of telling like a good, story? good Southern yeah. stories, yeah. and and he figured out a way to to tell stories that would help point people to God's word, yeah, and point right. people to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, Not and, an add to or a takeaway. No, and and uh, just an enhancement and an understanding. And they resonate with a lot of people. They yeah. it help has helped a lot of everyday people. Understand. Yeah, as a guy who's a little slow, I appreciate that. There's certain <laughs> things I don't understand, and. Yeah, I need to maybe think about it a different way, but it's still back to the truth. It's not changing the truth. Yeah, it's just helping me understand. Well, so yeah. there's a lot of different you know versions of the Bible. That's right. That's uh, right. Not, it's just trying to help people understand. That's right. I, I'm thinking of in Revelation when it kind of has the final scene and it, and it shows all the people gathered around the throne. It says um, they were saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Yeah. And uh, and I think I think word of testimony is powerful. You know, and, and we can, you know, you can debate theology and you can debate all this and that, but where's the What's fruit? Been your experience? Where's the fruit? Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess I'll start with you, Danny. What, you know, how has going through this journey process really tangibly benefited you personally in your walk with Christ, your church, your family? Can you think, you know, you want to try to express that? Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll start elementary a little bit. One of the things that I, I had never had a discipline in my life to journal. Uh, at any deep level anyway. And I say that, I'll back up for a minute because interesting in my, in my business life, I'm a note taker. I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a, a list kind of a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and list so, maker. yeah, I'm a list maker and check it off. And I've always been very much an opponent of, uh, opponent of the fact that there's stuff to get done. You know, it's listed out and all those things, but I never translated that into this journaling process that we've kind of talked through this, uh, through the, journey and that that transformed my time each day in God's word because all we're really doing is saying okay you're, you're looking at the scripture and it, and it's challenges to stop and think about okay what's the thought that's being that, that's taking place here and and then beyond that okay well that's a great thought that's like I got I get what it, it's saying well what does that mean to me as an individual what's what's the what's the application you know what what's it how's it really mm-hmm. applying to me? As I started doing that process, it caused me to slow down in some of my checking it off the list reading and now asking those few questions of myself. And it's like, well, I've never looked at it the scripture that way. And it's mm-hmm. causing me to start applying it to my whole life. And, and then it, the journey, is, as you all know, it's, it's part of the journey. 
it, it says, okay, what's your response back? You know, what, what do I say to God about that? And for me, what that, the, the process that it took me on, sometimes that, that response was a question. It's like, yeah, God, help me understand this yeah. or help me understand this situation in my yeah. life. And when I put myself in the position to do those things, I, I started recognizing the depth of his love for me, the depth of his grace for me and mercy mm. and grace. I, th- I mentioned that. You, a- you asked me how this was, how it affected my family, my life. You know, I, I learned more about grace because I had a son that I needed to extend grace to. Mm. And when God started teaching me about grace, uh, it changed my relationship with my son. And I, so the whole journey process, it just started taking me to a level of saying, what is God saying about these events and stuff? Mm-hmm. And so that is stretched out to him. When we have conversations with my kids now, I know Greg and I was talking about this a lot of time yeah. with our kids. We keep coming back with the same answers. Yeah. What's God's word saying? Yeah, this is a new challenge. Well, how does that affect, what's God's word? How does it apply to it? Yeah. What's the just, spiritual angle to this? What's the spiritual angle to this exactly? Yeah. And it just keeps taking us back to there. So it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, it becomes who we are. And it's your go-to. It's your default. That's right. Yeah. Uh, God's you, you think this is when we say we are when we endeavor to make disciples, like Jesus asked, commanded everyone to go make disciples. Is this what we're talking about, becoming a disciple? Exactly what we're talking about. And when we become those disciples, it just changes everything about the way we deal with all of life. The way we deal in business, the way we deal with our family, the way we deal with our kids, the the uh, uh, the, the focus that we have on them. Uh, God, for me, God just keeps challenging me. He said, "You got it. You got to quit thinking so much about yourself, you know, and 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 let uh, let let me guide you through this process." And and so. I, I, that's much of what the journey has done for me. It, it, it keeps daily reminding me that it's not all about me and it's not all about my agenda and it's not all about my journey. And as much as I think I got that 20 years ago, it just keeps coming back and saying, all right, again today. And wh- where's God taking me through that? So um, I don't know if that answers Yeah, yeah, well, that's bit. great. Greg, what, what would you say? Man, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big journaler too. I love it because... As a man, sometimes my conversations, that's hard for me and relationship-wise, and it forces me to have two-way communication, you know. Yeah. He's scripture. I read it. I hear his scripture. I hear his voice. And and then I get to respond back. Yeah. And so it just creates that conversation. For, for me, just big picture, the, the difference in the journey is that when I came into the journey after 10 years of as a new believer, at 45 years old, I've been a believer for 10 years, and I had a lot of knowledge. And I read it every year for two years. I had a lot of knowledge. And God had really cleaned up and done some things in my life. It's taken some stuff out of my life that needed to go. But I think if you'd asked me, I didn't have a real intimate relationship. I was following him. I was shaped and secure. If something happened to me, I was 100% confident. I'd spend eternity in heaven. That's a great thing. But past that, I I, I just didn't have a real intimate relationship with him. And I, I wanted that. I didn't see a lot of fruit in my life. And, and I wanted that. And then over these years, you know, that intimacy has developed through all these spiritual disciplines. We're talking about prayer, extended time of prayer, and God's Word, and being around other believers, and you know, and, and journaling. That those spiritual disciplines have really done that. But 
It's also some of the key principles in the journey. This personal abandonment, absolute trust. I mean, those are the ways to intimacy and then that process. And so the thing that's really neat is then my wife, who saw the change it made in my life, was a completely different story. I came to life Christ late in life. She had been in church all her life, in the, since the womb, I think. And, <laughs> and yet what was interesting is she looked around and she came to me one day and she said, I've been watching and talk about this intimacy all the time, but I have so much knowledge. I've said, but I, I personally, I don't have that intimate relationship. And I want that. And so we went to a couple's group together. It was a game changer for her. You know, it was a game changer for her that she found that intimacy. And that's what we've seen. It's not just a man thing. You know, women love this. They actually, with no surprise, they get it quicker than we do <laughs> because they get intimacy and relationships better, generally speaking, than we do. So it had this impact on my marriage, which was just amazing. And then I've got these kids along, come along that were little boys now turn into big boys and their problems become big boy problems of bigger. You know what it's like when you're raising adult children, man. I mean, things get more complicated and difficult. But as Danny said, you know, I've watched the the, the journey and, and what it taught me as I share it with them has had a huge impact on my children. I mean, they're not perfect. They're great kids, but they're not perfect. But let me tell you, when they have struggles, it always go back to those things. What's the spiritual language? What's God's word say? And you feel like a broken record sometimes, but they would tell you that, that that has been that has been so important to them to understand when they have these struggles that they're because God is sovereign and good, there's a spiritual angle to it, and we need to go to his word and try to find out what that is. Why is God allowing this situation or taking me through this situation? So and that's been the bedrock and the foundation of our family. And we still have struggles and we have issues, but you know what? That's that's our that's our default. Yeah. Is what this God's word has taught us and what the journey process, which is God's word, what all this together has helped us is a, that's how we live life. And man, it's not easy and there's struggles, but you know what? I mean, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, and I would I would just say <clears throat> personally myself, um, I was raised in church, but I was no one ever discipled me. No one really ever taught me how to read God's word or the importance of that. I, I, I was around church my whole life, and I loved church. Church was always a safe place to me, you know, because I felt like God was there at church. But I didn't know that He was there with me the, the other days yeah. and the other hours of the week. But uh, as you guys know, Promise Keepers lit a fire in me, and it, they they presented something to me that looked like something I wanted, and and I didn't I didn't there were a lot of challenges in my life and a lot of sins in my life really and it wasn't until i went to promise keepers i thought there's a there's a better way there's a better life but still after promise keepers i went back to my church and i wasn't really finding the answers necessarily so i just started digging into god's word which my church was encouraging me to do mm-hmm. and i think the holy spirit was showing me things and developing me and and i started changing because of god's word it was god's word was the the number one disciple making thing in my life. Um, but then I wanted to help other people. I was called to ministry, didn't even fully understand it, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to, I didn't want to suppose whatever God was showing me would work for someone else, you know? And so I so appreciate when I found the journey, it, it filled in that gap, gave me a tool to show people how to get into God's word, show people how to become a disciple and find, and, and find their spiritual gifts and find out how they find their place in God's kingdom and all that. So so it's been it's been huge for me, and and then God just start deepening it even even more through trials and you understanding my the orphan spirit that was in me that that kept me from the deeper things of what God wanted to give me. 
So, yeah. I think the journey's made me a better church man. I mean, I really do. Because it, you know, the whole concept of personal abandonment, absolute trust, and to go back to my church and want to serve. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, now our church is big on small groups. And I sit in groups with, you know, six other couples and we read God's word. And, you know, you get to share some of those concepts uh, and disciplines. And, uh, I mean, it's just been, you know, just the last year being in a, community group and sharing God's word, you know, there is a church, piece of the church has just had a huge impact on me in the last year. I, when we've studied God's word and books out, I mean, it's just God's really taught me and it's been, it's been good. And I think it's made that experience deeper. The journey has made that better for me. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it, you know, enhances our role as church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whether or not they choose to use the journey as their discipleship yeah, or not, it doesn't yeah. matter. No, I mean, we're just going through community groups, going yeah. through groups, but yeah. it's enhanced that process. Yeah, yeah, and on that, I I, uh, I agree with you so much, Greg. I mean, it, it, we're we're a part of a, a small group as well, and you know, we in our church, and and uh, we don't we're not going through the journey in my small group. Yeah, we don't either. Uh, but but uh, the the community that's there, the, all that takes place there, the the other godly people that we get to, to live life with, spend life with. When we talked about the, the the church earlier, that's so important. And it, this this whole journey is never designed to replace any of that. Mm-hmm. But what it does for us and anybody else that wants to, that gets a part of it is it takes it like to a whole deeper level, a whole nother level, yeah. a different level. And I had a good conversation with a pastor about this uh, several months ago. We were, I was talking about the journey and uh, encouraging to, to him to, to help support and. and we could have more of them in our church, and and he made a statement to me that was that was so real. He said, "You know, there there are a lot of different ways for people to become disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. The journey is a great process. He even endorsed it. Said that it's a great process. There's a, there's a other means and other ways for him to help people come. And, and I, I had to stop and think about that. Oh, of course it is. I mean, I, I've been involved in the journey for a long time. I, we don't we don't ever just want to step out there and say, well, this is the only way to." A disciple right. of Christ, right. by by no means, but uh, but it is a great process, and so um, yeah, the, the local church and all that it has to offer, and how we become a part of that. To your point, Greg, it's made me a much better church. Well, and and we're talking about making this movie, and we've thought about okay, if this is successful, like we hope and pray it will be, millions of people might go see that yeah. movie, and hundreds of thousands of, of them might be interested to know. How do I become a guy like Gabe or like yeah. this character in this book and this movie? Um, and we're, we've been talking about how are we going to help those people get through the journey? And one thing that just keeps coming up is that we want to partner with a local church. We, we'd love to have churches all over the country, even listed on our website that, that are trained in how to use the process that we can send people to. You know, they can go pick the church of their choice in their city. Uh, that lines up with their theology or whatever, but but who who could you go through the process? So so we're praying about thousands of churches that would would want to partner with us on that, uh, just so that we can point people to the local church, you know, and to become disciples. So uh, it's a big prayer. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a challenge for us all as we you know as we we're in all these local churches out there for us to to keep that in mind and uh-huh. and to help try to encourage. Those around that are in leadership, to if they don't understand and know what this process is, I mean, I can't imagine any godly pastor that would see what we were doing and say, "Oh, we'd love to have that as a part of what we're doing." I mean, that's yeah. what we're all about. Is if we're called to to 
call people to Christ. We, I, I can't imagine, I guess maybe that's just where I'm at. I can't imagine a pastor that looking at this and truly understanding what this process is in and not saying we would love for people in our church to be a part of something like that. And that's what we're all about. Yeah, I've, I've encountered a lot of pastors through the years. And I've never, I've had pastors say, well, it doesn't really fit in our programming or the way we do things. Right. Or they might be a pastor disagrees with a few of the theological points or something like that. But I've never had a pastor say, this thing's ungodly. This is non-biblical. Never had that happen in all my experiences with pastors, you know. And so, um, but, you know, but they, it's God's just going to have to do it. God's going to have to raise up the people that, that are supposed to be part of this. So that's why we always say we go where we're invited. That's right. I think I think we, we're willing to help anybody who, a church, a, a, a corporation, anybody who wanted to learn how to become disciples. What's that? <laughs> the prison. The prisons, I know. Yeah, there's still a great prison movement going on too. So, Well, any final comments, guys, before we wrap this up? Thank you. This has been a good conversation, I think. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I, no, I think we've covered things pretty well, and I, I just appreciate you leading and doing what you do. And, and uh, I know it's a it's a heavy load to, to carry the, the role that you do, and uh, uh, you do it so well. You, you have such a heart for, for Christ first, and then for other men and women, and, and so I just want to say publicly thank you for what you're doing. Uh, another guy who is genuinely concerned for what's best for people. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Heart. Thank you. It helps that he's he's the executive director of this ministry, not not me. Yeah, you know? right. So right. we and we just serve him. So uh, he shows us what we need to do. So, well, thank you, brothers. Appreciate it. Uh, so all, all of you out there, just keep praying for this ministry, praying for this board. Um, We've got some other great board members, too. These are just two of them. And um, be praying for Rocky, too. And uh, and he's 78 years old and still wants to make disciples till the day he dies. He's just an amazing, amazing man, yeah. amazing servant. Um, there's no such thing as retirement for Rocky. He's got time to disciples. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And, uh, again, go to our website, um, influencers.org. And if you go to the About uh, you can find our statement of faith and uh, be good for you to, to take a look at that. And also uh, there's other podcasts, other blogs, other things about our process and all that, if you're interested in know more. And if anybody want any pastors out there or anybody wants to know more about uh, how to use our process or any questions, uh, uh, contact me through our website, Influencer.org. I'll be glad to answer or one of these great board members as well. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.